Thank you for listening to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, the best ways are to leave a five-star review and subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lunch Bell Guys podcast. I am your host, Wyatt, co-hosting alongside Jared, Bart, Lucas, and Aiden on his iPad. Big moment for us. <laughs> exactly. It's a whole different podcast when I'm on my iPad. Yeah. So yeah. Stay tuned. Completely different <laughs> vibe. Everyone's and on Wyatt a different is... device. I'm, like, I'm on my desktop computer. <laughs> so I put, put What's in the Lucas's model? laptop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Lucas on his <laughs> laptop. I'm sure there's a cell phone in play somewhere yeah. here. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of our episode, we're going to go over some of the news that we missed. The University of Colorado had 14 athletes on scholarship into the transfer portal after the spring ball scrimmage. Um, Dion did say he was bringing his luggage and that he told the kids if they weren't ready to play, hit the transfer portal. It seemed they took him up on his word there. Yeah. Here they go. Yeah. yeah. And initially they weren't like letting the the kids who were transferring like show trap like practice film from last year or anything like they were giving them kind of nothing i think they finally broke on that after public pressure but mm-hmm. yeah they're they were pretty pretty brutal to those kids the washington commanders declined chase young's fifth year option today kind of a surprise he did get injured a couple years back and is recovering but he was the second overall pick in the draft just three years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely surprised by that. Speaking of the draft, by, by the way, there's no draft talk in this episode. If you are interested in draft talk, we did release a mock draft this week prior to the draft, so go ahead and check that out. Um, still in the NFL, though, the Arizona Cardinals make a, made a uniform change into what is basically the uh, Arizona Buckeyes. The, both uniforms look exactly like the Ohio State uh, black uniforms and their home uniforms, the white ones. Yeah, they do, they look like template uniforms, honestly. Like mm, I, I'm not. They do. Yeah. yeah, you know, I we need to get rid of the shoulder designs on uh, NFL uniforms. I don't know if shoulder stripes have ever looked good in any capacity. Uh, it's like a classic football move, but I think that it's boring. I would have rather they stayed with their old uniforms than have yeah. made the change into what they have now. I don't really feel like there's any character to them. Nothing, which yeah, matches the team kind like of. The whole... <laughs> yeah, got him. I feel like the whole movement to like modernize uniforms has gone too far. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. like we've gone too far into like the bland, like straight. Yeah, like you said, no character. Yeah, it's we need to. Yeah, you can modernize it without just like stripping it of any identity whatsoever. Yeah, um, it's like I'm looking at them again, and they're literally just a white, a black, and a yeah. red. And they just say, like, the red one says Arizona across the front. There's a couple shoulder stripes. There's, like, no design. Like, it's, I don't know. Again, it's one of those ones that just feels like someone was trying to hit a deadline or something. And, like, yeah. submitted <laughs> this, it at, like, 58. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Hartman balled out a Notre Dame spring game. I think Jared added that one. I you did. want to elaborate? 13 for 16, Wyatt. 179 yards, two passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. He forced Tyler Buckner to transfer. 
Tyler Buckner also did transfer yesterday. Right? Was it yesterday? So. Yeah, I think so. And the uh, Tottenham Hotspurs offered a refund to fans who watched uh, them lose six to one. The team said, "Did they really?" Mm-hmm. I did not see that. That's so funny. The, yeah, the players oh. offered offered ticket refunds. I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> How noble of them! I would not do that. <laughs> they said, "We appreciate your support, your support, home and away." And with this in mind, we would like to reimburse fans with the cost of their match tickets from St. James Park. Some other stuff, too. It's crazy. What losing to Newcastle does to a MFR. I don't want to go. (laughs) I don't even know if they're good or not. Newcastle's, I think, third or fourth right now. But are they traditionally good? Uh, They're good in, like, the 90s. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I also saw this story today. This isn't on the news we missed about how uh, teams are extending their beer sales into the eighth inning rather than the seventh inning because the pace of the game has moved so much quicker (laughs) and they're losing a lot of money by not selling beers um, over the course of a longer uh, MLB game. But if the purpose is like safety, then shouldn't they do go back? Yeah. Yeah. Like do it in the sixth inning. I mean, how many times? How many times have you? It's about money. How many times have (laughs) you seen the one I just sold to the ninth inning? Like, (laughs) there's probably some legality. But how many many videos of fans do you see fighting in like parking lots and in the stands? They don't care about fan (laughs) safety. It was never about like let's make sure that the fans act cordially and get home safe. They want them to fight, and uh, it's good (laughs) for the sport. Lucas, did you you went to the Phillies game tonight? Did you get an eighth inning beer? Yeah. I did not get an eighth uh, inning beer. Not every stadium is doing it. It's, it's, yeah. It did. It felt noticeably quicker, okay. which was kind of fun. It was six to five. It was like a kind of high scoring game. It was over in like two hours and twenty five minutes. <laughs> That's crazy. It was like <laughs> only two hours. There. <laughs> that's the average length that's of pretty good. any yeah. sporting event yeah that's true yeah Man, football games like so no, i i thought it was, yeah but like yeah yeah I, i've watched a lot of the phillies this year and i feel like i am more engaged because they don't have to sit down for like three and a half or four hours which is kind of agreed like, yeah just kind of sit down and i'm just like okay phillies are on from like 6 30 to 9 i i can do that as i like dinner yeah and it's something you can more like actively watch now as opposed to, I feel like I just always had the Mets on in the background previously, because mm-hmm. it would just, you know, like, like there was so much time between stuff. Exactly, it was just on, like kind of filling space of sorts. But now you can like actually pay attention and have action happening for most of the time. So, mm-hmm. and they beat the Mariners tonight. Yeah. So, take that, West Coasters. Oof. You know what? Tougher Bart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely emotionally attached to the Mariners, as we know. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to our first segment here. We've been doing the state of an insert NFL team over the last couple of weeks. Uh, We don't actually talk about the Browns because they sold their soul to the devil, and I really have no interest in their boring team anyway. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move on to the Jets, who actually just traded for Aaron Rodgers officially. The trade was a pick swap in 2023 with the Packers, a second-round pick, and a conditional second-round pick in 2024 that will become a first-round pick if if he hits – 65% 65% of snaps this year, which is ultimately they traded a first round pick for next year. 
Um, if he didn't, play, if he doesn't play sixty five percent, that it'll be a disaster in sure. its own right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But what do they do here? We're looking into the crystal ball, Lucas. I ask you, what are the next moves for the Jets, and what does their future look like? I think their future. I I am cautiously optimistic about their future. I think there have been a lot of smoke and mirrors recently about like would the Jets actually get Aaron Rodgers, and it always seemed inevitable. And now I think now that they have Rodgers. They kind of finally have their answer going forward. I think the deal, which Wyatt laid out all the terms of, is actually a pretty good deal. I feel like the Jets didn't give up too much. Like, it's basically just a couple of pick swaps and a I future. I disagree. It's, it's a couple of pick swaps and a future first. Like, I think giving up a future first is worth it for the chance of Aaron Rodgers even having just, like, one prime. Like, I don't know if you're going to get a player with the value of Rodgers with that first round pick otherwise. And, I mean, especially going forward... QB has been their biggest need. I'll get into that a little bit later, but I think taking a bet on even a 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers is worth a single first-round pick. Like, and I think the Jets are in a good position to go sort of all-in this year, and this Rodgers move is an all-in. They have a ton of young talent on both sides of the ball. Sauce Gardner, rookie of the year at quarterback. Brees Hall looked awesome at running back before he tore his ACL last year. Garrett Wilson, an Ohio State guy for Wyatt, looked like one of, if not the best rookie receivers last year. But despite all that young talent on the offense, um, they struggled because they did not have a quarterback. Zach Wilson or anybody else who played there just played pretty terribly last year. It was Gardner in the defense, highlighted by other all-star, other stars like All-Pro, defensive tackle Quinn Williams. That really stood out. They're fourth in yards per game allowed. They're fourth in points per game allowed, and those indicate a competitive team. Um, they started off the year seven and four. Looked like they were in position for a playoff. They lost their last six games, fell to seven and ten. But this is clearly a team with potential, and so the really only missing piece kind of feels like it was a quarterback to at least move into playoff contention. Do I believe that adding Rodgers alone makes them like a Super Bowl contender? I don't think they're quite here there yet. Um, they did have some other good offseason additions. They had Alan Lazard at wide receiver, Chuck Clark at safety. But all that being said, I think that. They were basically a QB B away from being a competitive team last year with what was a top five defense. So I think they plug that gap. There's not much more they can do to fix the team. I think you just kind of got to run with Rodgers for this year and see how. Because they have decent skill position players. They were really solid defense. Now they have, you know, a proven. So I think at this point, if you're the Jets, you just kind of have to wish and hope that Rodgers plays like his MVP self and things work out. Yeah, it sounds like they recreated the Green Bay Packers, basically. Awesome. Pretty good defense, some decent talent, at least when Devontae Adams was there. I'll give them a pass on last year saying that maybe Christian Watson hasn't developed all the way yet. Here's the problem with the trade. One, they basically did trade a first-round pick next year without saying they traded a first-round pick. And although it was a pick swap, they did move back in this year's draft as well. And they could have really just made this trade for Lamar Jackson instead, who may not cost you any more than what Aaron Rodgers is going to cost you, but you're at least going to get him for a longer period of time. Aaron Rodgers does turn 40 this year, and he's teetered uh, with retirement for the last couple of years to the point where if this doesn't go correctly, what, what what's to believe that he doesn't just decide to pack his bag and call it a career? Because... It really, it, it, it's part of the OTAs, mini training camp stuff that bothers me about Rodgers 
is obviously players are entitled to take that time off. It is no longer a mandatory period of time for, for players to come in. And I think that that's more so for like an O-lineman, a D-lineman, a running back, and a linebacker. And maybe some wide receivers. But like the guys who are like bang, bang every single play and are basically hitting doing mini concussions anytime they make contact with somebody, I understand that they don't need the extra two weeks of practice time. For a quarterback, especially a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who was coming into a new system with tweaks uh, from Nathaniel Hackett's system, new players entirely that he has no rapport with whatsoever, uh, a new facility, a new head coach. Everything about it is new, basically. And we just are expected to believe that he's going to step right in with flying colors when I don't believe he's going to show up at all until it's time for him to show up. And I think they're going to be way behind and it might go south. I think the Lamar, with the Lamar Jackson point, though, you can make the case he's going to be more expensive, though, if he wants more guaranteed money. And also, you're not going to. There's no guarantee he's going to be on the field either, because he's injured so often. At least Rogers, it'll probably be yeah, on his own. But his there's own no court. guarantee. <laughs> yeah, Jared, this year and maybe next year, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee. But like Aaron, Rod- there's no guarantee that Aaron Rodgers plays football again next year, and that he decides to retire, and they're doing this all over again. But you have the core right now, though. Yeah. That's yeah, but then but they're gonna have to go and plug and play another quarterback again. Well, and they're why, gonna are you are you assuming that they would get Lamar to sign the contract before trading? Because he's a, he, he's an unrestricted free agent next offseason anyway. Right? Yeah, now. they would. They would. I would. I would assume they'd get get him a contract. So what if he doesn't even want to play for the Jets? <laughs> I don't know if he has many choices to be honest. I mean, I think that a team like the Jets or the Falcons or somebody out there who traded for Lamar Jackson, he would be more likely to sign a less than deal than a team that he had spent his entire career with, with the Baltimore Ravens. The Jets probably don't. They probably get the deal done with the deal that Jalen Hurts got for the Eagles. They offered that and that was offered to Lamar. But he'd probably sign it this time around if somebody else did it to him. We talked about it with Lamar a while back, but it's like, um, if a stranger splashed a drink in my face, I'd be like, that's messed up, but I don't really know this person. If my girlfriend splashed a drink in my face, I'd be a lot more upset about it because she did it to me. So it's like when, when somebody else is doing, when somebody else is out there, you're less inclined to feel like so emotional about the situation. I don't know if I agree with that analogy. If someone threw a drink in my face, some random person, I feel like I would I know, be ready to. Throw hands. Yeah, but you'd be more mad if your girlfriend did it. Is what is my is the point? Uh, well, then I might have deserved it. Besides the point, we need a poll. We need a poll on this one. <laughs> That's a good but, <laughs> Off topic, but I don't know, like. Do you, do you think Lamar though? Like Lamar, you're locking in for four years or something. I see this as less risky because if he leaves next off season or the off season after that, yeah, you lost the first round pick, but that's kind of it. Like you're taking that risk, they're accepting that risk, and I think it's a risk that's willing to, that like I'd be willing to take. I'd rather have that than like a huge contract that destroys the exactly. future of the team. I agree with Aiden. I don't know. I disagree big time. There is no future of the team if Aaron Rodgers retires. <laughs> like you just do it all over again. No, what? Because so it's like what is they're that? Is young. the plan that they're Zach Wilson like? Who, but everybody else is young, young except for the quarterback. Is the plan that Zach Wilson is now going to sit and learn no. behind Aaron Rodgers and come back again? Because if they don't, like if if they lose and they will lose their first round pick next year, 
what is the next course of action for them? They could have lost this year, next year's pick, and gotten Lamar Jackson and it would have been totally fine. And you know what? It doesn't have to be Lamar Jackson. But the point is, is that Aaron Rodgers is not a guarantee. He is probably not going to get hurt, but he's not guaranteed to be great, and he's not guaranteed to be there next year. And I think that the next year part is the biggest part of it, where it it, it he he will go home as the second that this starts to get rough. He was like 90, 90% retired before he went into the darkness retreat, and then the other 10%, he wanted to be a Jet, and now he's, you know, like it, there's no guarantees with him. He's such an oddball. And if they go into next offseason with no quarterback once again, I think it would be a mistake rather than try to lock things down this year and run with your young core for a longer period of time. But they still can run with the young core. Like, I don't think that they've lost the ability to run with that young core just because they've traded away one first round. I agree with that, too. I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Wyatt. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, do you think the quarterback that they would have maybe drafted with that pick would have been better? I mean, there's no, there's even less of a guarantee of that. Will, Lev- right? Will Levis? That's probably going to be like a mid-first round pick, maybe even <laughs> in the 20s. No, no he's I mean, going next, one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He's going one, so they wouldn't even got Will yeah. Levis. But. Dude, it would be it would be <laughs> wild if Aaron Rodgers had more than 65% of snaps played and the Jets got, the, got a top three pick or something that was Caleb Williams <laughs> ready. That would be, that would really be brutal. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see, but. Yeah, I just, but you know, there's, I, I Bart, to answer your question, I think there's a higher chance that whoever they drafted would be better than what Aaron Rodgers is going to produce this year, to be honest. I'm just not super into it. I'm not super into the idea of him, like, like it's not like last year didn't happen, where he's going to bounce back, he's engaged, he is uh, an MVP once again, MVP level type player once again. Like, he's not like Tom Brady or Drew Brees where he's taking the kids to the high school field and, and throwing the ball around. He's going to show up when he has to show up, and then if it doesn't work out, he doesn't care. It's not his problem. So I I don't think that it's going to cost them anything to, like, give up the young core or this young core is going to explode and they have a short window of opportunity. My point about trading for Aaron Rodgers is, is that is this one year worth the capital rather than trying to trade for a guy that might be worth – four years worth of capital, even if it's not guaranteed that he's going to be good. Cause I don't think Aaron Rodgers is guaranteed to be any good. Yeah. I just feel like none of the options are guarantees. And so you're going with the short term no, option. Not. Cause you're, you and know, like, yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows what they're talking about when it comes to quarterbacks. Like there's no guarantees in any capacity, but I think that there was a, just a, a better way to, to go young and lean into the young core. And I get it, jobs are on the line. But, you know, they put they they got a lot of other stuff right, and I think they made a mistake. Anyway, <clears throat> moving on, we're going to talk some NBA and how the West was won. Is this what we're talking about? Um, <laughs> the Lakers are up on the Grizzlies. The Nuggets look dominant. The Kings, as we're recording right now, are playing the Warriors, but they were tied 2-2. Lucas... <laughs> A lot is up in the West right now, but I want to ask you, who has a better shot to win it, Lakers, Kings, or Nuggets? It's been the Lucas show today. I get to lead both segments. Oh, is it really Lucas? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, oh, it's because I switched so, around. Yeah. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm going to say, I know this may be bold, but I think the, the Los Angeles Lakers have the best shot to win the West of these three teams. 
Um, I generally think this playoff series is like, yes. Did they lose half an hour ago or whatever? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna close it out in six back in L.A. It'll be fine. One reason for this is that LeBron James is the best player in the West at this point in the playoffs. No offense to Jokic, but he doesn't have the the bona fides, the experience. Last night, I know he had the, the, the clutch shot for the Nuggets, but he went, like, so he had some ridiculously low shooting percentage. I'm not going to name it off the top of my head. Yeah, he, he was 8 for 29. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's not really the reason. I think Jokic is having a good playoffs. I think it's the Nuggets are going to struggle because they're coming up against the Suns. I think that automatically kind of knocks them out. I think the Suns looks excellent against the Clippers. Yes, the Clippers are facing injury issues. But I think that, well, the Nuggets, I think, have a chance against the Suns. I think that the Suns provide a tougher matchup than whoever any of those other teams will have to play in the next round. So that automatically, I think, makes them less likely. Though, I'm not even coming anywhere to discounting their shot. I think Jokic is playing well. The team is playing well. They made quick work of the Wolves. Um, I think they definitely have a shot. But I think, you know, in Game 4, LeBron played really well. He dropped 20 points, 20 rebounds, had two really clutch shots, one at the end of regulation to help the Lakers win, um, and one to tie it up again at the end of regulation. They're playing the two-seed, the Grizzlies, and I think we'll I think make work of them in six games. And th- it's been largely due to the fact that their trade deadline additions this year were excellent. Um, I think they did a really good job of trading, or at least have been excellent in the playoffs. Rui Hachimura, uh, Austin Reeves, Vanderbilt, D'Lo, you know, not always perfect, but I think are forming a, a pretty good supporting cast around LeBron and AD. Yes, AD will have to stay healthy for the Lakers to do anything. Is that a guarantee? Less so than even probably Joel Embiid. Um, but the team is playing well, and I think, again, they have a better shot than the Kings because the Kings are struggling with the Warriors right now. Um, can they still pull out that series? Yeah, I think so. But even if so, I don't know. I think they'll be a little more battered than the... The Lakers will be going into that one, especially with De'Aaron Fox's injury. And again, the Nuggets, for the reason I mentioned, um, I think the Sun series is just going to be super, super tough for them, given how well they played against the Clippers, the fact how well they've just played in general since KD has been there. Um, so yeah, of, of those three teams, even though they are the seventh seed, I think the Lakers have the best shot at winning the title, but I don't think any of them will. Um, I think whoever wins the Sixers Celtics series is going to win the, the title at this point. And I think that is... I'll book that. I'll book whoever wins the Sixers Celtics series wins the NBA Finals. Wow. So you think no. you think LeBron is better than KD right now? Of the best player on those three teams. No, you said the best player in the West earlier. But all right. Okay, sorry. I should have qualified. <laughs> I meant among those three teams. I think of those three teams, he is the combination of the best playoff experience and you know playing the best of anybody. Okay. So also Wyatt, the framing of the question: the Warriors aren't aren't even an option here. Or <laughs> what do you think? Do you have a hot take that the Warriors are in in line to win the West again this year? Mm, I don't know about that. I just was, I just wanted to see if you had a take. But... I, I mean, I don't. I did book that they were going to win the series. Yeah, yeah. I just they're they're the worst road team by a wide margin yeah. in the in the NBA, mm-hmm. especially in this playoff. So it's like. It's hard to believe that they would be able to go basically three more rounds with the finals against uh, better teams, of course, as you go along, and be able to start pulling off some uh, big victories. Because if they if they do, if they lose one of their home games against a team, it's over. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. 
even the series I with the Kings, I think because we're not gonna know this. This take could be really bad. If I'm like, oh yeah, the Warriors, you know, yeah, the Warriors are gonna get it done. This take will just instantly be bad if they lose tonight, <laughs> as we're recording. <laughs> well, it's a scheduling issue. Why are there five games today, or or something like that? I know. It's like yeah, there was yeah. three games yesterday, and there's five games today, I think, or something like that. Four. There's four. Four what games today. On NBA TV. And they all start like yeah. thirty minutes after each other. Like it was like yeah. Cleveland, and then the Memphis Grizzlies game, and then um, at six thirty it was Miami, Milwaukee. And then 30 minutes later, the mm. Kings and Warriors are playing. Like, I don't know. Break it up a little bit so I can watch some of the other games. Because I don't want to watch, even though it's kind of become a good series, Hawk Celtics. Like, that was like a wash <laughs> entirely. But mm-hmm. it's gotten better. Well, did you mm-hmm. see uh, Hawk Celtics? They were um, in whatever, wherever the Hawks play, scheduled <laughs> yeah. Janet Jackson to play that night, like a concert. Because they, they double the booked it. Make it there. <laughs> <laughs> and so they had to delay Janet Jackson the next day. Wow. <laughs> president terrible. pushed the game back. Um, to answer the question, I do think the Lakers have the best shot to win right now. And we talk a lot about Anthony Davis, so I do want to make sure that I give him a lot of credit. Although I am not in love with the theatrics post-injury, today he fell on his tailbone, and he like held his back, and he laid there on the ground, and then the play was going on. But I will give him a smidgen of credit here. He gets up and he doesn't sub out. And that kind of feels like a low ball, but it does kind of present that he is willing to play through pain and play through injury. And even given on days where he has not exactly been spectacular offensively, which I don't love um, between the highs and lows of his game right now, he has been consistently dominant on the defensive end of the floor um, with just a handful of blocks against the Memphis Grizzlies. Basically he, he is, if he is, on offensively, and we know he will be on defensively, I think that they're guaranteed to win uh, every single game because it, it completely takes away a team like the Memphis Grizzlies' ability to score inside the paint, which was what their strengths are. are. Um, just with just with the thing about the Suns and with the Nuggets, I don't know if the Suns and Nuggets is going to be a tough series for Denver. Because the Suns don't really have any depth whatsoever. I think if the Clippers were fully healthy, and we'll talk more about the Clippers in the next episode, if they were fully healthy, I think that they might have given the Suns a good run for their money to the to the point where they might have won. Even with Kawhi in the first game, they did win that game, and he was dominant beyond because the Suns really have nobody else outside of their starting five. With Cameron Payne gone for a little bit of time, like their bench is completely eradicated post that Durant trade. So if the Nuggets can go out there, I think that they have an opportunity to wear him down. If it goes to seven-game series, I think that the Nuggets have a way higher chance of making it out of that. But between those two teams, I just think the Lakers right now, like you said, Lucas, the trade that they made were excellent. Anthony Davis deserves a lot of credit for what he's done outside of the offensive part of the floor because it does kind of feel like he's getting gritty. He's a grinder. He's getting up. He needs to get up faster, but he's getting up. And he's going and, and getting back on defense. So give him credit there. so low. <laughs> it, no, it is low. But it's like, I mean, yeah. he would he would like jam his finger and then he would sit there hunched over with his jam finger and then wait for a timeout to call so he could like go and pander to the crowd and make everyone think that he's like, he might be done for the rest of his career. Like just, just uh. get up and, and jog back, dude. But he's doing it faster. The, the more time goes on, quicker he gets up. Uh. So you think the Lakers have a better chance of beating the Suns? It would be later on, I guess, than the Nuggets do. 
Oh, I mean, by the time that the Lakers meet the Suns, the Suns will probably have gone. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this will probably be a six or seven game series against the Nuggets. I don't th- imagine the Suns if they do win get it done in four or five. So it'll be six or seven. I think that they well, like I said, they have no depth. I think by the time the Lakers do get there, they will have a better chance to uh, to pass on. And, the, and I want to give respect to the Kings, but if the Lakers meet the Kings in the next round, I think it's going to be quick. Mm. So I think the Lakers wow. will get more time off. Damn. I like the Kings. They just don't have a single answer for uh, a, a, a locked in Anthony Davis. No, not even anywhere close. Do the Lakers Indiana have an Fox. answer for the best mm. offense of all time? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think they could figure it out. <laughs> what is the answer? <laughs> it's Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And Jared Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah, the big three. If Dan Fox's <laughs> finger ends up being okay, I think that would be a really good series. And yeah. also, yeah, I agree if the you. Warriors win, then that would also be a really good series. Yeah, I don't I think don't that the Lakers X team will happen any yeah. faster. Sorry, Aiden. No, I inter- interrupted you. Uh, yeah, I'm not totally sold on Lakers. I still am higher on the Nuggets than all of them, just because, I don't know. I feel like I've been fooled too many times by these star-driven teams that weren't good during the regular season show a flash and then don't really actually go anywhere far. Yeah. Well. No, go ahead, Bart. I was just going to... I was going to pander. You can close it out, yeah. (laughs) Um, We're going to go far uh, with your help when you smash that download (laughs) button. Uh, thank you as always for listening you know where to find us on social media it's at lunchpailguys underscore on twitter tiktok and instagram holler at us let let us know which of our opinions were good ones or terrible thanks for listening and we'll see you back later this week for our second episode